Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. We're glad you're here. I'm Kevin McDonald, your host for this grand adventure, and I thank you for joining us. You see, our mission is to create a positive, personal connection to all things with courage and love. We invite terrific guests, interesting topics, and great conversation, all in a fun, entertaining way. And we always manage to learn something, too. So I hope you will stay right where you are for this episode of Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio for a Monday morning. It is the last uh, little bit of uh, November before we get into the Christmas time, the Christmas month. Benny Mathers, how are you today, sir? Doing awesome. Had a wonderful holiday. I'm uh, quickly making more and more uh, post-Thanksgiving holiday sandwiches as I can have. (laughs) So it's good times, though. Yes, indeed. Well, I tried to contact you yesterday, and you were out of the office. It happens. You know, sometimes you just got to step away and eat (laughs) and come back and then, you know. Absolutely. By the way, uh, Benny, I I need to introduce you to somebody today. Sure. All right. Uh, Her name is uh, Holly Berry, and she is the executive producer of a radio show you might have heard about. Oh, what show is that? It would be Positive Talk Radio oh, and Holly Berry, hey, the executive very producer. Oh, very familiar with that one. Great Good morning. Show. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> Mine is bigger than yours. Whoa, easy. Wait a minute. It's only Monday. It's only Hold Monday. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it's. Oh, that. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> you know, yeah. Ke- you know, Kevin. It's not the size of your audience. It's how you never mind. Use it. Better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to even go there. Uh, Holly, good morning. How are you? I'm really, really good. I'm really excited. Uh, Today, we have an amazing guest um, that creates beautiful artistic work, and I can't wait to learn so much more about her. Well, the first thing is you don't want to talk about yourself, so I guess we won't go there at all. Uh, But uh, Holly, just so everybody knows, Holly is working with me. She is an amazing individual who's working with me to develop positive talk radio as well as my independence report as well as uh think energy and uh we're working together to put that all in 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 place and it's going fabulously and i just want to publicly acknowledge you holly as being an outstanding individual and uh, somebody who i highly recommend that you can't hire her because she works with me (laughs) love it. Well, thank you so much for the kind words. But you're right. Today we've got a really uh, great show for you today because a lot of you may know that uh, in this holiday season, flowers are kind of a, and floral design and, 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 and dressing things up is kind of a major thing, major topic in, in the city. And uh, we're going to be talking with a gal by the name of uh, Kara, and I dare not even try to pronounce her last name. I tried it, and it worked, but I forgot it. So, But uh, um, uh, Kara, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. And could you give your full name for, for our audience so they know that I'm not lying? <laughs> well, I am Kara Navradsky. Karen Navradsky, and uh, she is um, here with us because she's doing something special this weekend or this week. And uh, tell us exactly what it is that you're doing and why. That's right. Well, I am down in Seattle. I I live on San Juan Island. Um, I've come down to Seattle to start the promotion of the Fleurs de Ville show at Pacific Place uh, Center that starts on December 17th and goes through the 27th. 
I, to do that, I'm here to change over a window display. Um, last month I came down with uh, a red floral design and we're here to change it out over to a white snow angel floral design. And that can be seen on uh, the corner of 7th and Pine, if you haven't already seen it. <laughs> oh, very good. So 7th and Pine, and that's where the, uh, the display window is? Yes, yes. Um, I got uh, some tremendous, uh, great feedback from the the first design. She's, but she's, she's limited time only. You better come by quick because tomorrow she's, she's gone and uh, you're going to get a new, new and refreshed version. Now I have, the, the question begs to be asked, how did you get into dressing mannequins? Oh, well, um, when I first my, uh, my floral design, I was going to a lot of um, like fairs and I, I started doing living jewelry. So I had to have some mannequins to display my jewelry and that, you know, through Instagram and other social media um, outlets, I, I noticed that there was this thing out there and specifically the Fleurs de Ville show, which is a one of a kind show. It's incredible. It's super high end design work with lush live florals. Uh, so I started following them. And when they came to Seattle, I was one of the first in line raising my hand saying, pick me. I want to design on a full size mannequin. It's, it's an incredible opportunity. I, I get I I don't know that that's out of my realm of of understanding uh, because my my wife was a floral designer for years and I never got what she did either but it was pretty pretty dramatic what she could put together and I'm I know that you are the same thing and and Holly also is a floral designer by trade so it's a it's a great uh, place for you guys to be and uh, um, by the way the uh what's the name of the of the uh, um of the the uh some not seminar but the uh show that's going on the, the noel. Mm -hmm. oh. yep go ahead go ahead. <laughs> it's the noel fleurs seville show which which means uh flowers of the city i i know that from my from my french background you see <laughs> that's right actually i know that because holly just told me that uh <laughs> prior to the show <laughs> yep flowers of the cities yeah and i'm totally curious kara if someone takes a selfie you know, like in front of your beautiful window mannequins and wants to tag you on instagram how how do they do that what's your instagram it's handle apotheca design a-p-o-t-e-c-a <laughs> i'm glad you spelled that apotheca design and so somebody can actually come there on uh, on seventh and uh, take a selfie with uh, with your mannequin when they get done. They sure can, and in fact, um, they did a lovely job of putting some signage, um, window signage on there. So the my design name handle is on the window itself, as well as information about the show. Very nice. Now, uh, guys, when is the when does the show start again? The seventeenth. On the seventeenth. That's right. And that goes for how many days? Uh, it goes till the 27th. Oh, cool. Now, are you going to be there every day? 
I will not be there every day. Um, I'll probably catch a Kenmore flight a few times to come down. Um, my, my designs are long lasting designs. I'm super excited about the one for uh, the show specifically, which is uh, the entryway. They're hiring a crane or, and a lift to help me install um, the design on top of the entrance. So her, her little feet will be dangling off the edge, probably with some designer floral shoes. <laughs> Hey, uh, I, I got to ask, Holly, um, you, now you have a better understanding about all of this than I do. So have you got any thoughts or any questions that you'd like to uh, ask Kara? Oh, absolutely. I want to know, like, so much about how, like, the crane and the install and, like, if you had to find lots of helpers or how, how all that's going to work. Because even, like, for people listening out there, like, if if they're trying to imagine, like, installing a mannequin above an entrance in a public walkway area and involving cranes and everything and then it having to be decorated like I would love to just hear all all about that <laughs> um well I am super excited I feel like this is going to be a learning process um as we go I have never done it this is a super stretch I do have a rock climbing background, um, so I've, I'm used to heights, I'm used to like a safety equipment, but as far as installing a floral mannequin, um, I've, I've started to put together some ideas. I'm going to really leave it to the riggers who are in charge of the, the safety aspect to um, make sure that it is secured properly, uh, but I've started to dream up what that that concept might be, um, and I'm I'm super excited about it. But it is it's definitely like a flex. I'm flexing at this point. <laughs> are, now, are you going to have to get up there high, like be harnessed you, in? <laughs> you betcha! I am a hands-on person. I'll probably do most of the work on the ground, um, and um have her design ready to go and then zhuzh her while I'm up there. <laughs> you're going to do what to her while you're up there? Zhuzh. <laughs> okay. Another term that I'm not familiar with. Go ahead. What does that mean? It means to like refresh, you know, um, just go through and see if there's any little things that need to be like spiffed up, like right at that kind of last moment before um, she won't be able to reach her anymore. <laughs> so, so on your resume, does it say rock climber slash floral designer? You know, I do have a bio um, on my website, uh, and I'm happy to share my experiences. I uh, just, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go there, I might as well tell you that I wrote the standard operating procedures for the REI rock climbing pinnacle when I came back from teaching rock climbing to Marines in Japan for three years. So I, I do have that background. I feel really solid about it. You did um, what? I know. I, I've had a few different lives. <laughs> I, I feel like she's used herself at that point. <laughs> oh, very well said, sir. You're welcome. <laughs> that, that, that is that is. A, so you taught Marines for three years how to climb rocks? 
Yeah, well, through a recreation program. So, uh, you know, to um, they do hire, it's called MWR, Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. And uh, I, I taught swimming and um and climbing and skiing as part as my job right out of college. I graduated from the University of Washington. And um, the first gig I landed was in Japan for the Marine Corps Air Station of Iwakuni. And, and so, yeah, I learned how to teach basic rock climbing, not as a skill for combat, but as a, a recreational skill. Oh, very nice. Because my son is stationed in Japan right now. He's in the Air Force. Oh, which which station? Uh, I can't pronounce that either. Um, it's right. <laughs> it's right outside of Tokyo. Oh, cool. <laughs> do, do, do you know which one that is? I'm not. No, I'm not sure. I was quite far south. I was just about thirty miles outside of Hiroshima. Oh, very nice. So, um, did you did you like Japan? <laughs> what? Did you like Japan? I loved it. I loved it. I did uh, as much um, cultural exploration as I could. I moonlit as an English teacher and used that as an opportunity to to learn about the culture as much as possible and, and do a little bit of language learning. Um, and it it was a really wonderful experience. Well, my my son didn't like it as much because because he found out when he got there that they don't speak English. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> not not the way he speaks English, apparently. Uh, they take seven years of mandatory English lessons, every student. <laughs> They're oh. just shy. <laughs> oh, that, that's amazing. You know, I, I, there's there's lots about you that we didn't know going into here, so we're going to have to explore all of it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> Holly, any other question? And what else would you like to know? Oh yeah, no, this, I am so amazed by Kara. <laughs> she's, she's definitely my kind of person. I'm curious. So I've found with a lot of people that are into botanical art and floral design, like a lot of times their experiences, especially when they're younger with the surrounding nature and culture sometimes affects or gets into or helps enhance their creations. I'm curious if there's anything from uh, being stationed and spending time there that um, you put into your work? Uh, certainly, I did uh, ex do some exchanges with um, floral designers and went to markets while I was there. Um, I, uh, I find that floral design, um, my floral design background started really in high school. Um, I my I took a an elective class and I had a Hawaiian national teaching the class and she just heard she was uh, her sense of aloha what she shared with us that was truly inspirational and then um, I I used floral design as my my income while I put myself through college so so that's where that came from and I didn't revisit it again until I moved to the San Juan Islands. I really did a lot uh, more, um, you know, recreation and surfing and sailing and skiing kind of thing. Uh, but when I became a mom and started to settle in, the first job that I picked up was working for a local florist doing wedding, weddings. And I, I thought to myself, okay, 
my passion is really um, connecting with community and uh, translating a personal narrative into a visual medium. And so that's, that's where I get my inspiration is uh, revisiting folk art, revisiting um, people's life stories and um, coming up with a, a floral art that re that reflects that. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because the two of you are doing kind of the same type of thing, which is not, you know, I don't know how many people really recognize that there are floral designers and, and people out there that are don't necessarily work out of a floral shop that you work out of your home or you have your, you've created a studio and then you do real specific things for people with real specific needs. As an example, weddings and retirements and, and different things that you can tailor make that what you do to um, the individual and what they need. Is that a fair description guys? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say now, like, since it's kind of more a newer model that's developed, it would be amazing for Kara to kind of explain for customers who are used to just a brick and mortar floral shop with the differences between what she does and what a brick and mortar is. Uh, yes. I, so during COVID, I, I had to reimagine what my concept was and, and kind of, um, you know, events were shut down for a while. And that was really when I was starting up my own personal business and branching out from the, the, the wing of um, a more established florist on the island who did have a, who does have a, a brick and mortar shop. Um, and so I, I do do that traditional delivery service out of my home um, with an online store that, uh, you know, gives people options, just like you would go into maybe a, a more traditional florist shop. But, um, but I try to have uh, my website is really my, my speaking place for um, setting the tone for clients um, in what I do as a more personal experience. And the name of that website would be apothecadesign.com. <laughs> well, that's easy. Yeah. And for people like Kevin that might not know kind of the background of the name, do you um, tell us like how you came up with it? Some of the, maybe like the etymology or the things behind the name. Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, previous to starting my, uh, my own private business, uh, I was going to the Northwest Tea um, Festival, and I, I've been doing that. It's, it happens every year on my birthday, so I it's just been like, hey, everybody, I'm going to go drink tea. Do you want to come with me? So tea, uh, and then also living in Asia for for my three years. Um, was an inspiration and apotheca starting to think about, you know, the healing. Um, healing botanicals in addition to um having a, a large base of i i try not to pigeonhole myself or or, or um 
limit myself in designs. And apotheca actually means a warehouse or a depository, a repository of information and, and, and botanics. So that is the, that's the kind of the root of where I decided to, to go with my name, um, which is a, a, a wide variety, a warehouse of ideas. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I, I really I really like the concept that, you know, COVID has done a lot of things and some of them are very, very negative and we've talked about that on this show and in other places. But what I really like is that it is causing people to rethink the industries that they are part of. And both of you guys are doing things that are out of the box and are different than the typical uh, working in a flower shop. And I will tell you this, in my experience uh, working with my my former wife that was in a flower shop that the expertise that you guys have, and I've seen Holly's work, I haven't seen yours, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the expertise that you guys have is extremely, is a lot higher and more detailed than what you might find at a typical florist shop. Do you find that to be true or am I all wet? Um, first of all, I, I wanted to give a shout out to Holly because I follow her on Instagram and her designs are amazing. I love them. <laughs> Keep them coming. Um, oh, same. Thank you. <laughs> um, yes, I, uh, you know, you have to know a lot about flowers themselves, which I think most florists are familiar with, um, availability, seasonality, um, color uh, color schemes and really event work is about tying concepts together. Um, so that is different than a one-off design um, which you can kind of design at your own pace or a leisurely pace. Um, whereas event design is there's so much that goes into it sometimes you know a year of advanced planning, to pull off uh, a single event that lasts, you know, one to two days, is is what it takes. Well, is it is it just me, or is it is it that when you're putting together a a, I would call it a performance art, is what you guys do. It's so it's, go ahead. It's experiential, yes, yes, and that's that is something that I, uh, that's what I'm inspired by is creating art that is experiential. And because you do that, it takes a lot more and you have to sit down with the client and you have to come up with a, a something creative that they would like. It's not just showing them a picture in a catalog or showing them just a basic stuff. It's putting together the entire theme of the entire project, right? Yes, you're often um, not working necessarily directly with other vendors, but you are putting together a concept that really is uh, harmonious with what other people are offering, be it the, um, the caters or, you know, just the overall, the overarching theme so that it all ties together and feels very cohesive. That's, that's, that's really cool. And the, that you guys are able to do that is, is this kind of normal? This isn't normal. What you guys do, is it? 
say that Holly and my designs are um, a little bit more avant-garde than uh, most designers, but you know that might be from an American perspective because I also look in on uh, what Russian floral floral designers are doing or um, or Korean floral designers, and there's some incredible designs out there, really, really inspirational, over-the-top designs that um, you just don't see here in the states. So. We could we could pick up some style points, uh, one or two for sure. Now, Holly, um, we just did a little video for a gentleman out of Singapore, um, and his designs were really unique and different, weren't they? Absolutely, yeah. We'll have to get that link over to Kara because she would appreciate it fully. And um, we we were never able to connect with him with audio because there's a 14 hour difference between us and Singapore, and the technology was also very different. Um, but it, his name looked like maybe Suprati, um, and he his basic skills that he branched from were weaving, and so he does these incredible weaves of like purses, hats, costumes, full on like archways over restaurants. Um, so, yeah, so that's that same kind of level and skill um, that someone like Kara brings to her artwork. And um, what kind of what kind of techniques do you like to incorporate um, in your designs, Kara, that maybe someone from Singapore that's heavy in weaving, you know, would be a contrast to? Oh, uh, well, you know, the the design that I, uh, I, I used in the previous Fleurs de Ville show back in 2020 was a weaving design, actually. It was, um, it was a, uh, like a, um, a boho design with grass, with grass uh, thread that I used to do her shoulders and her, her bodice work with. So similar in that, and I do, uh, I do really enjoy um, like the tropical palm frond weaves. So I'd love to see more of that. Differences um, right now, as far as financing designs, uh, this is the challenge, right? I, I was reading what what we might talk about. Some of the challenges are. Um, putting your ideas out there that will be marketable and that someone will actually pay you to design. And, and that can be difficult because, you know, um, I have a small audience, um, a small, uh, San Juan Island is a, is a very small island. And so the opportunities to, um, to pitch those ideas are somewhat limited. And that's why I come down to Seattle to, to go flex a little bit. Well, that's that, that. So coming to Seattle, what did you think? How do you like our fair city? Oh, well, I, you know, I, I'm familiar with, I, I lived back here um, previous uh, prior to 2000. Um, there are sure a lot more buildings down here <laughs> than there were. How do you get um, some of your like supplies on the island? Um, well, I try to buy as local as possible. Um, there's some great farmer farmer florists on the island. Um, I also do a fair bit of growing myself. 
Um, but then Kenmore Air has been an indispensable partner um, in getting things up to the island, even more reliable than you know our, our major couriers. It's a little bit faster, and it happens to be that um, the Boeing Field is just a few blocks away from our the Seattle Flower Market. So when I put an order in, it, it can get up really like 30 minutes to an hour out of water and into my hands. So that has been a saving grace as far as living on a small island. Well, that's, that's awesome. By the, by the way, I got, I got to ask a question um, for, for Benny. Benny is my, is my audio compromised? A little bit. There's like a fan or something that's turning on and off. No, 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 no. There's an, a construction truck. Oh, is that, that what is that is? Yes, and they're they're doing some digging or they're doing something. So I apologize for the uh, oh, okay. state of my audio. No worries. So, so, so I'm going to turn it back over to Holly <laughs> and mute myself. Uh, Holly, do you have another question for her? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I know um, a lot of the people that may be able to listen to this afterward, they're going to have a ton of questions about Fleurs de Ville and how that ties in with Pacific Place Mall and how that also ties in with the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. So yeah, if you wanna elaborate on any of that for you know first time people hearing this and possibly being interested in checking it out, Kara. Uh, okay, certainly. Um, well, Fleurs de Ville does have uh, uh, media and news um, updates on their website. So you could go to their website for a little bit of background. Seriously, the Instagram is amazing. You've got to check that out. It has all of their upcoming shows, plus previous shows in Vancouver. And um, they were uh, they were over on the East Coast recently at Niagara Falls, which looked amazing. Um, the the uh, garden show is in February. Let me look at the exact dates because it is the weekend before um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Ooh, Which, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, every florist loves that. Yeah, that is the 11th through the 13th. And that was an incredible show. We had such a great turnout. Um, I think it was, it, uh, the designs, all of the designers that came out and and um, and premiered their 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 art was incredible. And um, there are workshops for do it for learning your own designs and and vendors coming out to South Bouquets and and other uh, other floral art at the shows themselves. Absolutely. One of my favorite parts last year at the Northwest Flower and Go, uh, Shard and Go, <laughs> Shard and Go Garden Show, um, participating with Flores de Ville's and um, the other florist was on their opening day when they um, first had the mannequins in um, the convention center available for people. They had the Hendrix Gin uh, bar right in the middle of it. So there was um, these. It was fancy <laughs> yeah, yeah um did you did you try any of the botanical infused uh drinks i sure did they were delicious <laughs> yeah okay so now you got my my interest did you thinking yes <laughs> what, what kind of drinks have botanicals in them 
to infuse uh to infuse liquor you uh i think you you put your botanical your herbs into the into the bottle for several days to weeks and then it um and then it uh puts it expresses its flavor out into the the alcohol who knew i had no referee <laughs> idea holly yeah. go ahead yeah, no, I tried, um, I think they had a little bit of lavender in the gin. And so you were able to walk up to this um, little like bar that also had a huge Hendrix gin bottle, like the size, you know, of a refrigerator designed out of flowers right behind the bartenders. And then around it were all the mannequins like Kara's. So you had these beautiful, like just floral dressed mannequins behind you. And then in front of you, you know, you had this awesome little gin bar that you could get a refresher at. And that was how they opened the show last year. Yes. So one, I know one of the main challenges is uh, trying to create something that can last for that long for that, you know, many days. It's 10 days this year at Pacific Place, downtown Seattle, Pacific Place Mall from December 17th to 27th. It's a huge um, challenge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so for people that don't work in floral, what are what are some of the thoughts around um, kind of the decision making process or yeah, anything like that that goes into more of the event type floral versus just a single bouquet from mom? Right, right. Well, you know, we have to look at our location and our seasonality. Um, so, you know, the growing season is over for our local area, which means you do need to source your your product from uh, some warmer location where growing is still, still happening. And I think to translate, um, you know, my top choice for such long lasting things might be tropicals um because they do tend to last a lot longer so, and you're already sourcing from a, a farther location and then how do you how would you uh get your your tropicals to kind of blend into a holiday theme which is the theme of the noel show and you you would have some challenges um my designs this year are because my designs are lasting a month um I've never done this before, but I'm using faux flowers and I've really had to kind of um, think about where that leads me. Um, the island, San Juan Island is a very natural, very green place um, that doesn't have a, a high need for, for faux flowers. So we haven't, I have never explored that part of design work. And I, I've made some peace with that too. I, I've really started to think about how to, how to reuse these pieces in more than one design and uh, how to maybe uh, zhuzh up some salons on the island where a long lasting, maybe semi-permanent installation could house these these materials after they're done with the show i know yeah that is one one challenge it's like a marathon worth of having something that stays like presentable and eye-popping and i know a lot of other florists like myself it's hard for us to come to terms with the the fox or the faux flowers 
Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, being able to um, install, you know, something right downtown Seattle like that with cranes and harnesses, um, that's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get down there to be able to see your, your beautiful work. And then for the one that's coming down this weekend, um, are there pictures online yet of that one? Um, well, so the one that's coming, I have not received uh, any professional photos. I'm, I'm think that they have been taken but I don't have access to them yet boy I am I'm hungry for those pictures because it is really a beautiful design before I take her down um now that the window's been dressed uh with the the signage I will go around and take a few more pictures and put that on my Instagram um uh, feed uh but yeah the next one I am I'm also really excited about so this, oh my gosh. So for all the listeners, this is a huge opportunity if you're a social media influencer to get some of the first photos up on places like Instagram or TikTok. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. Do it. Um, <laughs> I, I, it was really fun um, in November or early November. November 1st is when I did the, the, la- the first install, this red design. And I, you know, talk about satisfaction and validation. As I was designing in this corner window, people were knocking on the window and thumbs upping and taking pictures. And so I was equally part of the show doing the installation as the mannequin herself. Oh, I love it. Kara behind the window. <laughs> that that has been a big part of it is interacting with the people um, that are just going through the mall or walking along the street, you know, while they're able to see that, that live install. And that's Kevin, kind of, when you're talking about like it being a performing art, I think that's kind of what you were thinking of. Yeah, it really was in in the the performance of what you guys do when you put something like that together is really, truly remarkable that you could do that. And then it's going to last a month. You've got flowers that are going to last a month. Yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) Are they real? <laughs> this is what we were talking about, the faux flowers. So my design um, for the corner window is in a faux flower. And what what that's done is made me rethink, you know, a, a private or a personal business is this constant, um, like, uh, evolution and movement. And so... Because my my sponsor, a floral, has given me so much product, it's mine now. And so now I'm sitting on quite a bit of inventory. And my challenge to myself is how do I keep that inventory in use? And uh, what it's, uh, as I've talked to folks on the island and explored this idea, I realized, okay, well, um, for this specific uh, product, now it needs, after it comes down from the Fleurs de Ville show, it needs to be employed in some other way. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, some, some salons are interested in, in uh, having me design with this product. And, and so that puts my heart and my mind at ease knowing that, you know, it's not um, 
using faux flowers for a one-off, that's not what we're doing here. We're gonna reincorporate them into multiple designs. And so that kind of offsets some of the green factor. If somebody wants to uh, find some product through you and maybe have you do a design with some of these uh, products that you have an abundance of now, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, through my website, um, apothecadesign.com. You just head on over there. Um, there is an inquiry form, and occasionally I'm even on the chat form, but it scares me to be on the chat form. I've, I've, uh, when I, <laughs> live chatting with a client I think it scares them too I don't know if you've ever had that where you get on a website and all of a sudden someone's trying to talk to you and you're like ah, I don't know if I if I'm ready for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah there can definitely be an element of um like stage, stage fright yeah I'm just looking <laughs> I'm just shopping well I'm curious too I visited your website um today before the show and there were some beautiful like maternity and wedding events on there for yeah. people that are interested in finding out more um, about that and what your process is for working with them when they're curious about getting flowers for things like that. You want to kind of walk us through that? Sure. You would fill out a, uh, the inquiry form, like let's learn more. And then I quickly look at what that the concept is, do a little bit of homework, and then we schedule a chat. And usually the first consultation is like a 15 minute phone conversation where we get to know each other, um, learn a little bit about the parameters of the project and the timeline. And, uh, and then I get to work on producing some designs and, uh, and then a presentation. I was going to let Kevin talk, but okay, I'll talk. <laughs> well, I, I, I talk, but there's a buzz in my ear and, I, and it's, it's, it's making it difficult. So, so go ahead, Holly, you're doing absolutely phenomenal. Well, I wanted to hear more about living jewelry because I think for most like, you know, just normal shoppers or people that admire flowers and buy them in a bundle at Safeway once in a while, living art is probably a completely new concept. So I would love to hear in depth about that. Oh, yes. Um, um, so how I got started um, with my like private, my personal business um, going away from from a event work was to to set up a pop up um, at Roach Harbor Resort. And my my personal when I started this, it was like I I really just wanted to create a vision where little girls were running through the resort with uh, head wreaths, with flower crowns, because the gardens are incredible there. Um, the resort is gorgeous. And so I, I set up my pop-up and it was all flower crowns. And, and you know, some of the conversations that I'd have, of course, the, the little girls all wanted a flower crown and the parents' hesitation to buying one was it's only going to last for an afternoon. And I was sitting with my husband, who is a very um, innovative, and, and we just brainstormed uh, about what materials could we use that would, that would last. And um, this was before I even knew that there were 
like top-notch designers making living jewelry, but I kind of stumbled on it on my own and then discovered these other people as I, as I evolved to this concept. So succulents, succulents were the, the natural, um, the, the natural medium that would last. And so I started to experiment with that. And then I found designers like Passionflower Sue and, and some other designers that were designing these really high-end, um, like avant-garde pieces. And, um, and I thought, okay, well, I, I can do this too. And, and so I started designing on um, metal backings and then not quite sure exactly how they how long they would last and I, I this first year I went down to Mexico I had these pieces that I had designed some of them sold and some of them didn't sell and then I came back after a, a long vacation a month later and the pieces were still perfect um, in fact they had grown and taken root on the design pieces so I was like okay we've got something now this is this is truly a living jewelry. And so I started to develop that concept even further. Oh my God, that's incredible. What, so with a succulent, what um, some people may or may not know about it is um, those are the plants that can go a really long time without water. They're often found in you know desert areas. And then um, for putting them onto um, uh, backing, you know, like metal or trying to make jewelry out of them, uh, what were some of the things that you found really helped to where they actually would grow and stay alive like that? They, you know, the, the one thing is you don't want to water them. You can keep them kind of moist, but if you, if you really wet them down, um, they like to be airy. And so giving them just a little bit of rooting medium, whether that be like reindeer moss or um, sometimes even just a little bit of uh, um, mostly moss. I use mostly moss as a backing. And that uh, I tell when I, when I give someone a piece of jewelry, I send with them a little bit of care instruction. And my, my care instruction is, uh, take it into, if you like to take hot, steamy showers, just place the piece in your shower, in your, on your sink while you take a shower and then bring it back out to a, to a sunny location and it will do just fine. And, um, a few years ago, uh, evening five magazine came out and did, uh, a, a video interview and the ladies there, uh, we all made little rings. And um, a year and a half later, the producer of the show wrote me and said, I gave this ring to my daughter after our interview and it's still alive and it's still on there. So that was, that made me really smile and realize, okay, this is, you know, it really does last uh, a long time. So absolutely living jewelry. That's incredible. What's, what's one of the most like rewarding, gratifying um, events that you've done and what part of it made it that way for you? Certainly at the Fleurs de Ville show, as far as uh, events where I, I, I got to meet other designers, it's kind of limited at, uh, meeting people on the island. Um, the, having a sense of community is so important to me that I um, actually let 
visiting florists uh, use my studio. I rent out my studio. And this year at the Florist Deville show, there are several designers that I have worked on as either freelance or they've come to um, to rent my studio space that are in the show. So making those kind of friends and networking in that kind of way is extremely satisfying for me. I think that it helps you develop your craft and, and just gives you a place to really explore your concepts and, and feel that sense of belonging. So that, that has been tremendously satisfying. And then not in the every, uh, not in the event. Uh, I've had some beautiful weddings where um, people have allowed me as a florist to step in and kind of guide their experience with their flowers, like interact with their flowers. That has been incredibly satisfying too. Um, I did this private uh private wedding on an outer island where the groom and the brother um, helped me do the wedding arch. And what we talked about uh, together as a group is that they were, they were feathering their nest. Uh, they were, they were creating a, a space of beauty to invite the bride into and, and, um, and seal their marriage. So things like that, having clients that are really open to using flowers in a ceremonious way is incredibly satisfying for me. That definitely helps give meaning. And anytime you can create meaning around events like that, it, I definitely think that makes them more memorable for decades to come. For um, the upcoming um, mannequin that you're installing this weekend, and it's on Pine and 7th, you said? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. What kind <laughs> of uh, story goes with her, her uh, outfit? With her outfit? That came through a few different renditions. There was a lot of hands-on with this design. Um, we went back and forth with Pacific Place and with uh, Tina, with Fleurs de Ville. And so... Um, I, I was trying to understand what, what the show itself was, um, what the narrative to the show itself was. And so I threw out a few different ideas. Um, they got edited and then redesigned. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you latch on to ideas and they're not quite what your your client is trying to convey at that moment it's like maybe that idea is going to get conveyed in february <laughs> this is my <laughs> my original ideas might get conveyed further in february than they are on this particular um rendition but um but they come from a place you know the Fleurs de ville show in february is um the rosé show and some of the uh, some of the proceeds are going to support breast cancer, and so my um, I didn't quite understand that when I was pitching all of my ideas uh, this first round through the Noel show, and so some of those ideas got um, pitched. Some of my ideas got pitched in relation to the the February show, and. Um, and then they were like, oh, you know, step back just a little bit. We're, that's not this part of the show. Um, so what, so the snow angel and the evolution of the snow angel, 
I, uh, I really, really wanted to make a pair of wings. That's what it boils down to is I really wanted to, to make wings on my design. So that's where she's at. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So people, um, is it uh, Sunday or when will they be able to see your snow angel? She is her unveiling her finish December 1st. Yes. Well, I certainly, you know, I got to tell you, I've learned a tremendous amount here listening to the two of you because it's it's a completely different art form than I had been exposed. See, I'm, like I said, my former wife had uh, worked in the flower shop for like years, and this kind of conversation never came up at any time. <laughs> so you guys are really the avant-garde uh, new style of florist, and if you want something really, really special you need to call one of these two ladies or, or go to their websites. One is uh, um, a natural design, and that is Holly Berry. And yours again is, I wish I could say it, Apopka, go ahead. Apotheca Design, yes. Apotheca Design. And we have been talking with Kara. She is the owner and operator of that. She is extraordinary. I would love to see them do a film of putting that up with the with the uh, cranes and all that stuff. Is there any any thought about putting a film together? I need to bring a bestie with me that is dedicated camera holder. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, for future times now, now we're connected. So feel free to always try to ping me, and I'll find out if I'm available to help that way. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Thank you so much. And 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 Holly, I just have to say, uh, you have done a remarkable job. Uh, this is the first time that you've uh, hosted on the radio show, and you are, at least on this one, you've done it in the past, but you are you are really, really good. And I thank you for helping me out because I've got these people that won't leave me alone that are in front of my house. <laughs> my pleasure. Kara was an amazing guest. I'd love to have her back someday. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And, and bring you got to bring pictures that we can put up. Uh, so that people can see your work and see what you've done. Let's okay. run through let's run through your numbers again real quick. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Uh, go directly to my website and fill out an inquiry form. And by and, the way, oh go ahead. Uh, design A P O T H E C A design dot com. Oh, very nice. And uh, if you are local in the uh, in the Kirkland area, you can go to um, A Natural Design and her website. And she actually works on the weekend. Tell us about that, Holly. Yeah, yep. That's uh, around a normal nine to fiver type life. Um, I squeeze in my love for flowers and trying to connect people with nature that way. So maybe one of my weekends, I'll take off and go visit Friday Harbor and um, meet Kara and just like find out more about her amazing like living jewelry and everything. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd love to have you up. Well, you guys have got quite a lives for yourselves. And one of these days, Holly and I are going to talk about what she does for the show and for My Independence Report and Positive Talk Radio and also uh, um, the new one that we have out, which I'm very excited about, which is called Think Energy. We've got some incredible guests coming up on that. It'll be awesome. Ladies, I'm thankful that you both are here. And thank God for you, Holly. I would have no idea what she was even talking about. 
And so, so thank you, thank you everybody for listening. It's it's uh, it's, it's been quite a pleasure. And uh, Kara, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much. You have a great day. We have to, and we'll take care. And uh, um, Benny's going to take us out. And uh, I hope everybody is nice to one another today. Be kind, because each other's all we got. We'll take care, and we'll see you Wednesday at 4 on Positive Talk Radio.